Welcome to My Mate Story, Episode 3. You often hear that we should live each day like it's your last. But what if you did come face to face with death and lived? Carmela Manuyog takes us through his encounter with tragedy and what life has been like as a survivor. I suppose today's story is a really interesting one. I think it'll be interesting for me as well because I have never actually heard this whole story from you. I've heard bits of it from Audie and I think some of it has come like past in just com- like conversations that we've had just passed by. But um, yeah, I guess how about we just give our listeners some context. So who is involved in this um, story, this part of your life and, you know, where did it all start for you? Um, so this happened in 2003, um, it was 13th of May, um, it was myself and, um, Erin, her name was Erin Jane Burgess. Yep. Um, yeah. And Erin was your girlfriend, yes? Yeah, she was my girlfriend at the time. Um, we met. How did you meet, yeah, how did you meet Erin? We actually met at school, um, Onyang High School. Um, we started off, um. I don't know, you guys know Smoke Free Stage Challenge? That's how yeah. we met. Um, I was part of a a dance group and she worked behind the scene. Oh, uh, yeah. And yeah, so after school, you know, you kind of get together and do the practice and from then on, yeah. Yeah. Was there anything in particular that um, drew you to her? Um, to be honest, at the start, no, nah, not really, you know, just typical 17 year old student at school yeah just saw the pretty girl and, yeah pretty yeah. much i didn't even want to join stage free smoke free stage free challenge the boys were like oh just come along bro there's nothing else to do yeah and me being fresh at school because i came to new zealand in 99 so i thought you know i'll come along and Right, chance to yeah, open your network, pretty you much, know, and yeah, make some people. friends and yeah. start networking and get a bit familiar with the New Zealand culture and mm. stuff like that. So yeah, that's how it started. Yeah, yeah. So how long were you together when um this happened? Your you know, uh, we would have been moment? dating for two years. Yep. Two so years. on our last year, that's um, seventh form. So year, year 13, mm-hmm. uh, what we call it back then. Um, we started dating just after the, the school prom. Um, kept it quiet. And yeah, left school and we worked at Dressmart. Um, worked for the same company as a retail sales assistant. Oh, yes. Um, yep. At Ripco and yeah just dated and just went from there yeah so how did this um life-changing event sort of how did it start how did it take place um during this time we were dating um so Aaron's grandpa and grandma I mean they call they call papa and mama um lived in Ruakaka up north just maybe 20k out of Whangarei. Okay. Whangarei. Whangarei. <laughs> Whichever. Um, 
we used to go visit up there and say hello to Papa and Mama. And one time, um, Papa got really sick, and we, oh man, they found out he had cancer. So he was going through that. He's been battling for like a couple of years, mm. and um, got to know Papa before that. And so I was around during that time where he was home and. Basically, it was just, you know, it was, uh, he was just waiting, really. He got really yeah. sick. Um, and we lived in Auckland, so every time we get a chance to go up, we drove up and said hello and stayed the night and, yeah. Yeah, so, so Aaron's f- family was quite, you know, the world they were family orientated. Like yeah. It was important for her to, for you to know her family, so. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. They were, um. They were massive with like family and mm. yeah, get together and yeah. Yeah. And so you um, were anticipating his passing. He was getting quite sick. So how how did you find out about that? Like what was uh, with their family? Yeah, I was actually working that day um, and I think Erin, it was her day off and she texted me. And she said, um, dad, her dad mm. phoned her and said, um, we just talked to the doctors and advised us that um, the family should come up to the hospice. Yeah. They reckon um, Papa could go anytime from now. Um, and Brian um, said that, you know, uh, it'd be nice to bring Camilla along because he's part of the family too. Yeah, um, and Brian is... Um, Aaron's dad. Yeah. Yeah, Brian Bridges. Um, so f- she waited for me to finish, finish off work. Yep. That would have been around 4.30. Mm-hmm. And at the time I live in Glen Eden and they live in Mangrove Bridge. So I said to her, I'll go home, pack my bag just in case we end up staying there for a few nights. Um, and then she was like, actually, I'll come pick you up. So she came and got me in Glen Eden and we drove up north, um, so we, I don't know, we left Auckland around five-ish and got yep. to the Whangarei Hospice around, for taking a couple of hours because we were just cruising along, just, yep. you know. How long is the drive normally? Um, I'd say just under two. Yeah. Yeah. So you were driving through the night or? Yeah, it would have been through the night. Um Seven, we got there around seven. It was, it was starting to get dark when we got to Whangarei. Yeah. And we got to see Papa, um, Sarah goodbye. Um, yeah, we didn't say much or stay that long because um, there's a lot of family there when we got there. Yeah. Um, so we went in and, oh, she went in, said her goodbye. I was just standing alongside her and the family. And I said my goodbye, and the family decided. Um, by that time, it was around nine o'clock. Yeah. Um, Kathy, which Erin's mum, decided, you know, we should go home and rest. And um, so Kathy took mama with her in her car, and Erin and I jumped in in Erin's car. Um, yeah. So it was a convoy. Um, and yeah, we made our way back to Rokaka from Fangarei. Yeah, how far is that? Forgive me, I'm really um, unsure about Auckland. It's not that far. Geography. I'd say thirty minutes drive. Yeah, yeah, twenty thirty. 
yeah, standard no traffic. Yeah. Yeah. So on on our way back, um, we were just cruising along, talking, and we could see Kathy, um, and Mama's cars in front of us, just following each other. And um, as we were driving along, we noticed there was like cop cars just driving past us, like overtook us. Yep. Yeah. And was there a lot of them, or? For what I remember, there's two. Two, yep. Two that I can recall. Hmm. Um, yeah. And not not long after that, yeah. What was well? What was your mood on that drive home? I guess it would have been, you know, a bit somber with um, Aaron's dad passing. But I suppose Aaron's granddad. Yep. Sorry, yeah. granddad passing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, what was the mood in the car while you were heading? Uh, on the way back, it was. Uh, she was quite quiet. Yeah. Um, obviously, she just said her goodbye. Um, I think she was just processing just that. Just process- yeah. And I was just there. Um, didn't really say much. I just knew that, you know, there's, there's no words to say to make mm. it better or change the outcome. So I felt like, you know, I made her feel that I'm there. Yeah. Uh, and... You know, it's going to be okay. So now I was quite quiet, just chilled really. Mm. Yeah. Didn't say much really on the way back. Yeah. That 20 minutes. Um, I know just before the accident, the last word she said was, I love you. We, look, we looked at each other. Yeah. And not long after that, um, yeah, that crash happened. And what What happened specifically? Like from your memory, what? What did you? What do you remember seeing and experiencing? Uh, we were just driving. A couple of cop cars overtook us, mm-hmm. and then I kind of knew, oh, there must have been a police chase. Mm. Um, like they were going quite fast, were they? Yeah, yeah. really fast. Um, I mean, you can see the um, red and blue light, like yeah. from afar. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and you can hear the sirens as well. Um, it was just that, and she was driving along. It was a split second after they overtook us. I don't know. It happened really fast. Before you know it, we see like a single light approaching us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it crossed over the road. Um, and what it was, was this? The it was it was a motorbike. Um, right. At the time, we didn't know what was going on. Yeah, that there was a police chase that it. Or if they were chasing a car, or yeah, or what was happening, yeah, or what was yeah. happening. Um, so it was just a single Harley Davidson, yep, motorbike. Um, so he was actually on, like oncoming traffic, yeah, oncoming to, traffic to your car, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're heading south. Mm-hmm. So if you're coming from Whangarei, you're kind of driving back to Auckland, yeah, and then he was heading north. He was driving to Whangarei, right? Yeah. But he was on your side of the road. Yeah, he was on the he was on our side of the road. Yeah. And was that the last thing you remember seeing? Basically, yeah. That was the last thing. I was like he was on high beam mm-hmm. and we we buffed the light and that was it. And it was yeah. a blackout after that. Do you know what happened to the car you guys were in? Like did it like did it tumble or did it just smack into the the motorcycle? Yeah, so basically 
um, I think I was unconscious for a little bit and then sort of just woke up of the noises of like roof getting cut off and yeah. people asking, are you okay? Mm. Can you hear me? Um, and I looked up, it was really dark. I didn't realize we were actually upside down and I looked up. Aaron was basically was on top of me and I was underneath. Yeah. And the steering wheel was just like basically on the passenger side. Yeah. Um, I didn't see any blood or anything like that, uh, I guess, because it was just dark. And yeah. Yeah. There was so many things going on. You could hear people and calling out for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. So an ambulance, well, it was, an ambulance had come and paramedics were basically yeah, trying to. Yeah, ambulance. Yeah. But get you out. the firefighters were there. They were yeah. the first to cut us out, yeah. Yeah, okay, so firefighters came. Yeah. Do you remember how you felt? Like, was your whole body numb? Like, could you feel anything? Or were you, like, in excruciating pain? Or was just adrenaline of it all just kind of overtaking you? I think it was just adrenaline and yeah. you're just processing what happened. Mm. It happened so fast and, um, yeah, I was just in shock. Um, I had to climb up. Oh, we were actually down the ditch. And then um, one of the firefighters helped me walk up onto the road and um, so ambulance were there yeah. and checked on me, asked my name, if, do you know the day, yeah. do you know where you are, uh, what happened. And I remember just sitting on the side of the road, quite speechless. And not long after that, I see Kathy running, which is Erin's mum. Yep. Um, so she, they were okay, were they, in their yeah, car? Yeah, they were in their car. So when we were following them, they just gone past the right. the corner where yeah, the chase. Where the motorcycle yeah, yeah, kind of came around. Actually, yeah. Yeah. Not long after that, it was our turn to go around that corner. Mm. And um, I remember saying they kept driving, actually, and they decided to pull over because they couldn't see Aaron's vehicle because yeah. we were just behind them yeah. or you know they were in front of us and they were like oh with the light yeah we might yeah. as well just wait maybe mm. something happened and they got stuck behind that accident and apparently it took them 20 minutes to decide to sort of turn around drive like, back yeah just yeah. drive back and have a look and when they came back yeah they saw like Aaron's car yeah. it was a two-door Honda Civic I think it was a 94 red one um, just on the side of the ditch. Yeah. And then started, yeah. So when you were in the car, though, Erin was, you mentioned Erin was on top of you. Like, was she unconscious? Like, do you remember, uh, like, how they got her? Did they get her out first before they got you or? No, nah, they actually got me out first. Mm. Um, she was unconscious. And for I remember, she was actually pinned. Right, pinned into the car. Into the car. Yeah. So, um they had to do a, a little bit of work um, to get her out. Yeah. Um, making sure that they weren't going to cause any more injuries or. Yeah, yeah, make it worse. Make yeah, it worse yeah. or things like that. So I got dragged from underneath and I had the chance to kind of see a little bit until I was taken away into the ambulance just to, you know, get checked in. Yeah. Um, but I think it took a while for them to get Erin out. Mm. Um, 
I'm not too sure how long it took them actually. Yeah. Just, no, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, I suppose in the moment you're not really mm. checking the time or anything. But so, um, Aaron's parents finally, like, they came around, um, and they saw you. Like, did, yeah, yeah. They, they Kathy came, came around and yeah. they came up to me, gave me a hug, and said, "Are you okay?" And I'm mm. like, "Yeah, I think I'm okay." And yeah, I can't quite remember. Yeah. Pretty sure we'll talk a lot longer than that. Yeah. Um, and we're trying to find out where Erin is and how is she. Um, but you know, we weren't too sure um how she was. I knew that, you know, was, a lot of people were trying to get her out of the car and yeah. Did they get so they got her out eventually, I'm assuming. Yeah, they did. Um so when they Got her out. I was in the ambulance and she was in the back and I was at the front. And I think they were trying really hard uh, by that time. Um, she was moving quite a bit. Um, yeah. I could just hear them saying, we're losing a lot of blood. Mm. You know, um, she was unsettling. Um, she was unconscious. Um, yeah, and then they drove to Whangarei. So they both drove us to Whangarei Hospital. Yeah. Um. And from there, I think I went into my own room and she went straight into um, the emergency yeah. room, ICU. Yeah. yeah, and it went from there. So they checked you. Did you have any, like, serious injuries or um, do you remember any particular cuts or bruises? The doctor was like, I'm not too sure why you didn't get that many injuries. I had, like, bunk knees, Yeah, this massive bump on my forehead. A um, couple of cuts, um, bruises as well. But he was like, yeah, you're quite lucky. You're really lucky yeah. for what I heard. And um, they were saying that the car was, yeah, it was pretty bad. And you just, yeah, sort of walked away with that sort of injury. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, I was quite lucky. So what happened with um with Aaron? Um. Let, so she went in and for what I found out when I came out was um, she needed to be transferred to Auckland Hospital Yeah. because Whangarei Hospital weren't capable. Right, so they're go, a bit of a smaller hospital. Yeah, it was quite small. Um, they didn't write the right, they didn't have the right or surgeons or, mm. yeah, um, they weren't capable to do surgery like that. Yeah. Um, but for them to drive or even fly Erin back to Auckland, it wasn't possible at the time. So there wasn't a Westpac helicopter rescue available. So they had to do their best and see if they can, you know. um, Oh, so she ended up staying at that hospital. Yeah, she ended up staying at the hospital in Whangarei. Yeah. Um, Which I'm sure they tried their very best. um, But Erin didn't really make it she lost a lot of blood um basically her right side of the body was just crushed if she was to survive i'm pretty sure she'll be paraplegic or wouldn't remember a thing yeah yeah so it was a pretty bad injury yeah Yeah. so she died in hospital it wasn't like a on impact nah she died she died at the hospital yeah yeah um she put up a fight because 
when that happened, my parents were in Auckland and we're living in Glenedon at the time. Um, it takes a couple of hours, yeah, for someone to drive from Auckland to Whangarei. Yeah. And it's just weird because the moment my parents got to Auckland, my brother, my sister, so that's Harold, Maria, and John Paul, and mum and dad, um, got to Auckland and gave me a big hug and sat with the, the Bridges family. Not long after that, um, the doctor came into the waiting room and just opened the door. He just looked at us and looked down and... He didn't we just, have to say anything He didn't have to say anything. Yeah. We just kind of knew that, yeah. yeah, he was coming in to bring in some bad news. Yeah. And, um, was there any point, like, while you were in the ambulance or... Even as you were getting dragged out, was there any point that you thought that she might die or was it just like, no, this, no, she's not going to die? Nah. Like, were you in denial or? I was, I think I was in denial. I was just like, oh, it was just an accident. Yeah. Um, she'll pull, yeah, she'll pull through this. Um, yeah, it didn't even cross my mind really. Mm. Yeah, because it was just, it was just so fast. Yeah. Yeah. So... That's tough. Mm. Do you ever think back, you know, I guess it's 2003. It's been, what, 17 years since it's happened. Mm. Do you, I mean, obviously you're, you're very still talking about it now, but do you feel as though time has given you that peace of everything that's happened? Um. I think so, like, the first couple of years was, it was really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I went I went through some dark patches where there was a lot of what if, then you kind of feel like, you know, there's no point really. Mm-hmm. I, I could go now as well, sort of thing. Yep. You know, you just, through that processing, you're grieving and, you're just confused and yeah. there's always so many unanswered questions and like why she's so young. Yeah. Um, yeah. How old were you guys at the time? Uh, 18. Yeah. yeah. Really young. Um, really young because 11 days prior to the accident, I just turned 18. Mm. So we had a sort of birthday party at my house in Glenedon. So, you know, it was like chilled with, Group of mates, a couple of drinks, and yeah, yeah, not knowing that you know, yeah, 11 days after that, yeah, from being like happy and joking yeah. around into well, I can't imagine. I mean, even for her family to just be processing one death of their the grandfather and then yeah. to have this happen, yeah, hours, yeah. you know, later, yeah, I actually, I. Sorry, 19, I turned 19. She died when she was 18, yeah. 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 Do you ever feel as though you have survivor's guilt? Like, is there ever those moments where you think, what if I was driving? Would I? Would it have been different? What if, <sighs> you know, we, you know, stayed at the hospital? What if we, you know? Funny you brought that up. That was me for like two years. Yeah. Like what, what if, what if yeah. I was driving? Yeah, would could, it have been safer? That's right. Or, yeah, could have I like reacted a lot faster than mm. she did? 
maybe my reflexes was a lot, you know. Um, what if we decided to stay a little, a little bit longer and mm. talk to the family at the hospice? Um, what if she was driving a lot faster on mm. the way back to Rokaka and she wasn't so chilled and relaxed, yeah. you know? Would you have missed that? We would have yeah. probably just missed that corner. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was actually a, a lot of what if. And I think that's where I got stuck for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you can't live by what if, really. Yeah. I think that's when I realized that, you know, that the world is kind of moving forward. You got to go, you got to move forward with it. You know, you got to press mm. on. Yeah. Well, because you, you mentioned that you were stuck for quite a few years. Was there anything at any point that made you go, I can't keep living like this in like mourning or in anger or in my what ifs? Like, was there anything that pulled you out of that, that spiral? Yeah, I've been really lucky. Like, um, a group of mates who were quite supportive constantly were coming over, checking on me in some way, looking back. I was quite mean to them. I kept pushing them, pushing them away. Yeah. You know, like, oh man, don't take pity. Like, yeah. You know, like, I can do this. Like, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, but the turning point for me was there was one night because I got into drinking. Like, I drank myself to sleep. Yeah. To just sort of numb things. Um, I did drink a little bit of, um, or I had some sleeping pills as well. Didn't really help. And I kind of found drinking was sort of the way for me at the time. Um, mm. And I remember my mum, you know, used to come in and check in like, you okay? And I used to get angry and be like, oh, this is my room. This is my space. I don't want to talk to anyone. Yeah. And looking back, you know, it really shows like, you know, mum, mum was the key. Like, mm. You know, I'm sure I said some stuff to her that pretty hard to swallow. Or right, that probably take. hurt her as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but at the time, you know, you don't realise that you well, are hurting but you're, mm. and others around you are hurting as well. And, yeah, and one night I could just hear this crying outside and um, that was the turning point. Yeah. And I saw my mum in the kitchen, yeah, just crying and I realised, oh, well, yeah, I'm not I'm the only one hurting. Yeah, and then, yeah, and I was just like, "Oh, I gotta turn this around." Yeah, and um, yeah, and I think that was the beginning to for me to start to process and be like, "Oh, I just can't, mm. can't always be a victim." Or yeah, like I, yeah, you realized you were dragging yeah her down mm. with you. Yeah, mm. her mates, because there's a lot of people who were um trying to reach out. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you take that for granted and, mm. you know. Um, but yeah, definitely. That one night, heard yeah. mum and I was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I could just see that pain. She was yeah. really trying. Yeah. And I remember that night, I, I said some pretty, pretty nasty stuff that night. So. Yeah. Along lines, the, I could go now. I don't really care. Yeah. Sort of thing. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. 
That's um no, that's really tough, and it's good that you had that support group because yeah. I think um they and especially at the age you were, like you know you're still like a young adolescent, and I feel like it's an easy age where you can get really caught in your own your own you know emotions and your own problems. Yeah, and I think. I think you did really well to pull out of that. And I mean, this is the kind of thing that could definitely, you know, make, make you turn for the worse, mm. but it, you know, you, you turn that around for the better, like, um, which is really good. So yeah, I definitely commend you for that. Mm. Um, if you could, if you could go back as you are now to talk to that old, you know, your past mellow, would you give him any specific advice? Um, definitely. I think um, just be be open. Um, it's okay mm. to to feel angry. It's okay to feel a bit of sadness. Um, and actually, you can walk walk with someone. Mm. You know, like. You don't have to care it yourself. Um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a huge burden, and yeah, and just could I understand it, accept that um, people are reaching out because yeah. they really care. Yeah, you know, it's not because they feel sorry for or you or pity or, you, yeah. pity you or mm. they see weakness in you or things like that. Mm. Um, it's not that. Um, people just care really, yeah. and, and it's quite genuine. Mm. I think if ever if I could go back, then instead of me pushing away friends, because I I remember you know they tried and they tried, and eventually I'm not saying they gave up, but they probably thought it's best for them to give me some space, yeah. Because maybe that's what I needed, yeah. Um, and for family wise, you know, it's just that's what family is, yeah. You know, it's. Through thick and thin, you know, um, yeah, they'll stick by you and um, they just want the best for you. So, yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they definitely. I mean, there's that saying, um, joys shared are doubled and burdens shared are halved. Mm. Like you, you know, it looks like you yeah, really got to experience that and especially see that yeah, um, with the pain that you're, you know, those around you felt. It's been a while, but how do you want Erin to be remembered? Um, I think she was someone who was happy, um, really friendly, um, caring. Um, yeah, she was someone that really loved the Lord. Um, she was she was quite vocal about that. Um, she walked the talk. Mm. Yeah. And the way I moved on, I just realized, you know what? She's in a better place now where there's no yeah. darkness, there's no pain. Mm. Maybe that was her purpose, you know. Yeah. Um, it brings people together. Um, yeah. And I think she'd be, just remember the way she was, just happy, big smile. Um, yeah, it's just nice to be around. And mm. Yeah, really caring. Do you still um, visit her grave? Was she buried in Auckland? Um, I haven't actually had the chance to go up to Whangarei mm. um, 
for a while now. I think the last time I went and saw her and the crash site was four, six years ago. I was actually with this crew. With these guys. Yeah. With the audience. I was with the audience. I don't know. We were, I don't know, maybe we went to Marapuri Bay and we slightly just did a detour mm. and they didn't even, I was driving, they didn't even have a clue where we were going. And we just drove there. I said, oh, I was just going to stop by and say hello. And yeah, I went there and said hello to Papa and Erin. I paid my respect and um, yeah, yeah stayed there for like. Oh, were they, were they buried together? Yeah, they were buried, buried oh, together. Oh, close, yeah. Because they actually um, died on the same day. Yeah. Yeah. So the accident happened um, around 9.30ish. Yeah. She fought for a bit. And on the 13th of May, yeah, she died. Oh, sorry. Anniversary yeah. wasn't too long ago. No, it wasn't too long ago. A couple of weeks ago, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and then not long after that, when I hear Brian's story, he said that um, from the hospital, you know, he went back to the hospice and said, Papa, you can go now. Erin's yeah. waiting for you. Oh. And apparently Papa just looked up and that was the first time, you know, for him to look up and open his eyes and he just looked up and kind of saw something and that was it yeah yeah could have been and it could have been yeah it could have been Erin yeah saying you know it's time to go yeah. um Erin really loved Papa like yeah they were close they were really close yeah. they were best buddies yeah yeah um that would have been hard for Brian you know and Kathy yeah, to definitely lose a daughter and a dad mm. on the same day you know mm. um but they showed real, real strength. Yeah. A very strong Christian family and, yeah. Do you think this experience helped you realize your life purpose given as a family man now married and with your second kid on the way? Do you think it changes how you live your day-to-day life and how you value each day? Um, definitely, I think it just goes to show that um, life is short. Um, you just never know what's around the corner. So you gotta seize the day. You know, you gotta take opportunity and live the moment. I think we get caught up with um, no. Well, nowadays compared seventeen years ago, we didn't really have Instagram or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's, it's it's all good and well to be on that now, but um. I think it's just fine balance um, and I'm quite lucky that, you know, um, I have a wife, Marianne, who's um, really supportive and understanding, um, f- very family oriented as well and strong Christian um, and beautiful daughter, Sammy, and one on the way. Yeah. Hopefully sometime this week. Soon. In Soon. a couple of days. Yeah. So that's maybe a the next ch- podcast will be um what it's like to have two oh. under three. 
Yeah, I think that's uh, another one. Uh, that it's a whole <laughs> series. Parenting yeah, yeah. is a whole series. Yeah, but I think yeah, Nate does. Um, I think I'm quite fortunate to, you know, be still around and yeah. Really grateful for each day. Oh yeah, really grateful. I'm grateful for, you know, mum and dad, mm. friends, um, you know, like you guys out here. And I Ooh, think... Um, props to our audience. Yeah. <laughs> you know, throughout that 17 years, you know, people come and go, mm. um, all played, you know, with a small, big part of those years. And yeah. So now I've been blessed been really good um can't complain really yeah quite lucky yeah no well you've done i think you've done really well to um get through that and yeah we just want to thank you for coming on our podcast and sharing that story of yours it's one of those ones where you think it only happens in movies but um yeah i guess you know life can take you at any moment so thank you for sharing that and um you know reminding us all that um you know we gotta live our best life every day yeah definitely nah, thanks for having me but um you know if you're out there we're you know, either you're going through the same thing or you know um or gone through the same thing and you're a bit stuck um i think you know you just stay strong and um, use the people around you who are trying to reach out um, definitely you know, can stay here.